It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now, you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man, Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now, wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense, and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good people, welcome into the show. Y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Ray G. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up this Monday, May the 15th, 2023, and I'm glad y'all are in the building. I'm showing comments as the show's rolling. I think I, I think I figured out what was going on. I think whenever I play the music at the beginning and I'm trying to talk over it, it starts clipping and stuff, so not going to do that today, but glad y'all are in the building. Yes, I am flying solo this week. Jay Rich decided to take the week off, left me the captain's chair solo, but I'm excited to be here with y'all. We got a lot to talk about because there's a lot going on. In the NFL right now. But before we get started, just want to wish a happy belated Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Um, hope you enjoyed your day yesterday. And for those of you uh, uh, dads out there, I hope you made made sure mom had a day off. Uh, my wife got back late, 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 late last night. She went to Arizona. She got the hell away from all of us. She said, I'm getting out of here for my husband, my kids, everybody. But happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there and everybody tapping in for the first time. Appreciate you being in the show live. Hit that thumbs up button, like, and subscribe to the content. Shout out to Underdog Fantasy. Use that promo code WAKEUP for a 100% deposit match up to $100 if you're a first-time user, and you can enter into the biggest fantasy football contest ever, BBM4, Best Ball Mania 4. And we're going to talk about some stuff that's applicable to that, applicable to us in Dynasty leagues, seasonal redraft leagues, kind of talking about the most anticipated games this year. But make sure you tap into this contest, use the promo code WAKEUP, and you also get access to some of our tools and resources to help you take down that $3 million. I got some other contests, too, if you're more... You know, you want to you want to enter a smaller contest. They in, they introduced the Dalmatian, and the Bulldog. I think there are 432 entries total in the Bulldog. It's five hundred dollars, but it's single entry, slow draft. So if you think you can beat, uh, you know, 431 other people, enter that same promo code still applies. I was looking at all the comments this morning before we started. And uh, this one was interesting right here as he's got a picture of sleep, a sleeper draft pulled up. I think I have the sickness. This is all I think about Trey. Trades, trades, trades. We'll be doing a trade show this Wednesday. D-Bro, Derek Brown, my friend, was supposed to be on with me today, but I didn't know. Depending on when my wife got in, it was all late and stuff. So hopefully I can get D-Bro on the show. We go over some of your dynasty trades on Wednesday. And then I saw Marlon. Love to start my Monday off with the wake-up show. And crew, glad you are in the building, Marlon. So let's let's sort of talk about, um, as everybody is rolling in, good morning to everybody here. I see everybody, man. Good morning, good morning. Hi from Australia, Germany. 
Bedhead is wild, man. I'm freshly shaved this morning, baby. I'm feeling good. I got a fresh shave, man. Ain't no bed. Hair's been gone for a long time, Ty. But um, as we look at where we're at at this stage of the offseason, NFL draft is over. Rookie mini camps are underway. It's about to get to that kind of dead period um, of the uh, offseason. But what's fun is seeing the rookies take part on NFL fields and seeing them do some stuff. And right now, every rookie is an all-pro. I have yet to see one negative practice report from a rookie. Sam Laporta looked great. Darnell Washington was looking good for Pittsburgh. Of course, we've seen the clips of Jordan Addison going crazy. Uh, Bijan Robinson running routes out of the slot. I mean, every rookie right now looks great. And just keep in mind, let's let's be excited. I don't want to poo-poo on people's enthusiasm for what's going on right now, but let's just keep in mind, this is rookie minicamp. There's a lot of players on that field that are not going to sniff the 53 not going to make the practice squad. Um, so just keep that in mind as we get really, really excited over all of these rookies and these camp clips. It's rookie, rookie minicamp. Now, uh, shout out to the Arlington Renegade real quick. Shout out to the Arlington Renegades who won the XFL championship. And Luis Perez, I actually, um, when I was working at Texas A&M Commerce at the, in the athletic department, he was the quarterback. Here we won the Natty. Here's our national championship Right here, D2 National Championship, TAMUC. Luis Perez won MVP of that, so shout out to my dog, Luis. Uh, but people, talk to me, man. I, I see people, Belgium. Wow, what's up from Belgium? What's going on, Rory? And then this guy right here, Jordan Richards, not even on the damn show. Better late than never, but never late is better. I feel you, Jay Rich. All right, man, let's talk about um, schedule, right? I want to talk about... The NFL schedule and kind of look at this list that NFL.com put together for the top 10 matchups of the 2023 season. Now, from a dynasty perspective, I don't know how much I don't know how much I'm going to pay attention to the schedule per se, because, I mean, you're drafting these teams to hopefully have these guys on your roster, at least the league stay in formation for multiple years. So I'm not going to do a dynasty startup and base decisions on an NFL schedule. But a lot of people that tap into the show, a lot of us participate in the underdog drafts. We've got seasonal redraft leagues, maybe our home league, our work league. And you kind of want to look at some matchups, some correlation that you might be able to find. And as you look through these games, there's a lot of good games on the schedule this year, especially for the fantasy championship week, week 17, that we all want to make sure our players are available for, they're healthy, they're clicking on all cylinders. So I'm going to preface this entire exercise as we look at this top 10 list, go through the week 17 schedule together. When you're, when you're making these drafts, whether it's underdogs, seasonal redraft leagues, uh, draft like you're right. You know, we know that we're going to miss on player evals. We're going to miss on situations, but you don't want to be like half-assing it, right? One foot in, one foot out. Draft like you're right. You think Anthony Richardson is going to be that stud? Then you're looking at that Week 17 matchup versus the Raiders. Should be pretty good. Don't try to backfill five or six quarterbacks to go along with Anthony Richardson. Draft like you are correct. And then at that point, at least you're constructing your team around the outcome that you think, that you personally believe is viable heading into Week 17. So before we get to 17, and I just want to look at what they have as the top 10 games and kind of talk through the narrative of these, what we're looking forward to with some of these rookies and some of these veterans coming back. So let's pull it up right now. And uh, yeah, schedule could be a tiebreaker for contenders. There you go. So different theories around schedule, uh, especially for those of us in Dynasty Leagues. I see Lions Chiefs already in here. All right, let's pull it up right now and take a look at what we got. So we're going
going over here, NFL.com. We're going 10 to 1. These are the top 10 games uh, that they they dropped uh, of the 2023 season. And at number 10, you got the Houston Texans versus the Carolina Panthers. Now, when you see this at, you know, face value, you're like, oh, Houston's probably going to be bad. And we'll see what's going on with Carolina. All the all the videos and pictures of of Bryce Young standing next to the offensive line is starting to flow out. And yes, he looks small out there, but damn it, he looked small when he was at Alabama. He looked small when he won the Heisman Trophy. He looked small when he was the number one overall pick. I, I don't know if people thought that he was magically going to look a lot bigger once he got to the NFL. So while it's funny, you poke the jokes, all of that, like don't I'm I'm seeing people now, like I'm seeing people on Twitter say now they have concerns. I don't know now. I don't I don't know about Bri- if you didn't if if this pictures or these videos of Bryce Young in Carolina are are, are swaying you or are changing your opinion or narrative, you didn't have a strong one to start with. I mean, come on, man, he's the same damn size he was the entire process and when he was at Alabama. But C.J. Stroud versus uh, Bryce Young, you get the number one versus number two overall pick. It's going to be on the road for Houston. And uh, it's, it's, you know, you, you just want to see the number one, number two pick go head to head. We wanted to see it when it was Mariota versus Winston. We just want to see those guys face off. So I will be intrigued by the Houston Texans, Carolina Panthers storyline, because it could be both of these teams are going in really good directions by this point when they meet in October, October, uh, October 19th, 29th, week eight, or they could be going in opposite directions. You can be a little concerned by either or. So just seeing the two rookies take place in a game, I think that will be a fun one to watch week eight of the NFL season. Hopefully they'll be acclimated, got their feet under them, and we'll see a decent competition between those two clubs here uh, this season. Now, at number nine, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a week 13 game, uh, Monday Night Football, I believe, on ESPN. I think that's Monday night. It says 8.15 p.m., so I'm assuming. That's Monday Night Football. You got Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence, battle of the battle of the number one picks and in consecutive years, Joe Burrow in 2020 and Trevor Lawrence in 2021. These are two playoff teams. And at some point, these two teams are going to have to continue to run up against each other in the playoffs for their, uh, you know, vying to go to the Super Bowl. This is uh, this should be a really good matchup. You got Jamar Chase versus this Jaguars defense and you know, uh, week 13, you know, the week before your fantasy playoffs is set to begin, this could be a high-scoring affair with Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne in the backfield. You know the upgrades that Cincinnati made defensively, drafting the stud out of Clemson, Miles Murphy in the first round. So this one will be quite interesting to see um, here week 13, heading into the playoffs, how these two teams are clicking. Is it the ninth best game on the on the slate on the season? I, I don't know, but I think it'd be a good one. Monday Night Football, Joe Burrow in primetime. Give it to me, baby. I want to see it. I want to see it. So that is number nine. Now it says, unfortunately, the scheduling gods cannot deliver a regular season matchup uh, of the Jaguars Chargers. And that was a wild one. That's the game where uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Joe, Bur- not Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions in the first damn half and then came back and had four touchdowns in the second half. True epitome of Jekyll and Hyde with T-Law in that one. But Bengals, Jaguars, at number nine, this is one I heard Jay Rich talking about this on Bleacher Report as one of his best storylines of the of the 2023 season schedule release. The Patriots at the Raiders. Bill Belichick, 
back again. Josh McDaniels, we know what happened last year. Mac Jones getting stiff-armed into uh, oblivion by, who was that? Um, Chandler Jones, I believe. Awful, awful play. Uh, Jacoby Myers throws it backwards. Now Jacoby Myers is off for the Patriots. He's on the Raiders. The Raiders have Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, you know, <laughs> week six. It's it's what what are we feeling about Mac Jones here in 2023? And I've asked this question a lot of people out here giving Trey Lance, you know, crap saying that it's make or break for Trey Lance in San Francisco this year. But I asked that question about Mac Jones. Is this not a season where Mac Jones needs to make it happen? I really is this not a season in which Mac Jones, if he goes out there and he looks pedestrian, he has a bad season. Is there any world in which in which New England picks up his fifth year option or is he one of those? I don't want to call him lame duck quarterbacks, but I just I give him grace for what he had to endure last year. Right. There's I just do not feel that they set up an environment for him to be successful when you've got Matt Patricia, a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays. I mean, that's. First of all, that's just egregious to start with. And the arrogance of Bill Belichick to think that that would actually work um, probably did more harm than good for Mac Jones, in my opinion. And now you've got the whole Bailey Zappi hive versus Mac Jones. It's just going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Now, I've not looked at New England's entire schedule, but I'd be very curious as to how it looks leading up to this week six matchup versus the Raiders on the road, because it just feels like it. This is just my humble opinion. If things start to go south for New England quickly, which, I mean, that division is strong as hell now. You got Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, two in Miami. Like, could they pull the plug on Mac Jones? So this, you know, would I say this is the eighth best matchup of the season? Like, I'm just looking forward to this one. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't know. Jay Rich is saying they're going to be 0-4. Jeff says very short leash. Mac, Mac will be fine, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Zappy plays by week six. That's, um... That, that's not what you want to hear if you're the Mac Jones fans. But on the other side of that, you got Patrick saying uh, Mac's going to be all right. And we'll see. Mac's got to show it this year. That's what Jay Peter said. And I kind of agree with him. He's got to show it this year. So uh, the receivers in that game, Devontae Adams should smash. And then we'll figure out what New England is doing. I mean, it's the same cast of characters out there at wide receiver for New England. A lot of Ramondre. A lot of Josh Jacobs get those running backs for week eight. Week seven, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Buffalo Bills. I mean, uh, game seven, week five, Jacksonville at Buffalo, at least by week five. Uh, and it's going to be a London game. You don't have to worry about snow in Buffalo and dealing with those elements. But again, you get a matchup with two top quarterbacks, unlike the last game. With uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Mac Jones, you get Trevor Lawrence, uh, another big time game. This is on NFL Network versus Josh Allen, 930 in the morning. Ugh. Yikes. Early morning game in London. We'll see how that one goes. Make sure your lineups are ready um, prior to this one. But again, you get two top quarterbacks going off against each other. And there's a lot of lot of games for old Jacksonville. I think they got back-to-back London games. First time ever international games. So Jags and the Bills, seventh best matchup this season. We'll see how that one plays out. Now, number six, really looking forward. And Jay said this is the second half of a London back-to-back. Yep, there it is right there. And David from across the pond said, I will be there. He is a Jags fan. You see that right there. So David said he will be there. And then I see a spicy comment here from Tyler Garrison. Kyler Murray to New England next offseason. 
We'll see. We'll see what's going on with Kyler and Caleb Williams and the number one overall pick. But let's go to week six, uh, rank six, week one. First week of the season, we get freaking Miami and L.A. Let's go. The Dolphins at the Chargers. Tua, Herbert, Tyreek, Quentin Johnston. You got A-Chain, Speed for Days, Receivers, um, Offense, Offense, Offense. So this would be fun. Week one. You get Tua, and let's start with the Miami Dolphins, where I think Tua's quite the polarizing prospect right now because he's that one quarterback that we do not put inside that top eight, those elite-tier quarterbacks. When I say top eight, y'all know who I'm talking about, Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes, Allen, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson. You know, we're talking about that top eight, Fields, Lawrence. Tua, when he's playing, I mean, he played like that. I mean, that's just indisputable fact, right? He was fantastic when he was on the field and playing, which makes his his sort of value and how people are going to approach Tua going into this season. Very interesting. Miami picked up his fifth-year option, so you're talking about a little more security there. Seemed to have faith and belief in him as the leader of that franchise, but the issue is the concussions, man. Y'all know it. I know it. And if you had to on any of your fantasy teams or if you were just a fan of the Dolphins last year after the non-concussion, which we believe was a concussion, then a few weeks later he actually had the concussion with the posture. And every time he got hit, you were holding your breath. You just wanted to make sure he got up. Anytime he took a fall, anytime he rolled, you were just like, get up, get up, get up. And that's where you're at with him going into the season. You have to be comfortable knowing that this is a player and for those of us who played in fantasy football leagues and dynasty leagues in particular, what was that, five years ago, six years ago, when Andrew Luck retired? I mean, just gut break, gut wrenching for your for your roster. You know, you're counting on them to be your quarterback one going in the season, then boom, just up and retires. And then you hear the reports that Tua considered it. It, 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 this isn't even just, you know, conjecture from the media or fantasy analyst or whomever. He, his own words, said, I contemplated stepping away from the game because of the the health issues that I've suffered, you know, from having a concussion. So when, when the player himself comes out and says they've already contemplated that, I, I, I don't care how confident you are in his skills and his talent and the team, that can't make you feel particularly good. Um, but when he's on the field and when he's playing, he's got two of the best receivers in the NFL. He's got a damn four by one track relay meet uh, team on on his on his offense. You add an A chain to that offense, it looks like Dalvin Cook is potentially uh, on his way out of Minnesota. Could he be teaming up uh, with the Dolphins down in Miami? I know he said he wants to stay out of Buffalo because that's his little brother spot, but you know that's that's a dangerous offense, and we can't ignore Tua from an offensive standpoint for fantasy if he's on the field and playing. It's just what your risk tolerance level with him and we'll continue to talk about this all summer because for me personally want him to do well love to like them a lot as a prospect but for fantasy purposes I just don't want to depend on him I damn sure don't want to depend on him as my QB1 nor like really my QB2 maybe a QB3 but you know how many times are you going to get him as your quarterback three so on the other side of the ball you got the Chargers right and they were all kinds of banged up last year I think they led the league or were close to tops in the league with different offensive line combinations. They get Slater back. They drafted Johnson. Keenan Allen is healthy. Mike Williams is healthy for now. You know, Gerald Everett. It's funny. In the fantasy space in general, we talked about the Chargers being a team that would attack the tight end position aggressively in the draft. Aggressive, early, 
And they didn't do it at all. They didn't draft a tight end from round one to round seven, yet nobody's talking about Gerald Everett or the potential that Gerald Everett can have in this Kellen Moore-led offense this year. So my question to y'all is he kind of like a little sneaky stash play, Gerald Everett. Maybe not a long-term asset, but you're just talking about a one-year bet. Nobody's talking about the fact that they just did not address that position. They also didn't address the running back position. So what are we... What do y'all think the San Diego, San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers offense from the running back position is going to look like? And I'm not sure if they re-signed Josh Kelly or not, but Eckler, Kelly Spiller, Gerald Everett at tight end. They didn't bring anybody in, but you got Justin Herbert back there. So if if Everett's going to be the starter, whomever that RB2 is, whether that's Kelly, Spiller, they bring in somebody else. Like it doesn't seem to be to me like Austin Eckler wants to um to get all that type of work, right? He wants a new deal. He doesn't want to be beaten to the ground. It's just an interesting dynamic that no one's really talking about um, that uh, I get Everett a lot in uh, on Underdog. Yeah, same here, Brock. Same here. Talking about Gerald Everett and that, um, that, uh, that tight end position for the Chargers. Now, rank five, the fifth best matchup according to NFL, or at least this writer, the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jets. So, Rodgers... Hurts, Sauce Gardner, and that incredible Jets defense versus um, an offense that was unstoppable. Literally, I believe the Jets had the, according to PFF, the number one rated defense last year. That may have been Frisco. That may have been San Francisco still. But I know the Jets had a top defense. Um, they, you get more players on that side of the ball. Another year in the system. You get Aaron Rodgers, which I know an offensive player. How does an offensive player help a defensive player out? Well, by sustaining drives, by moving the ball down the field, by not having three and outs, by not turning the ball over on your side of the field and putting your defense in short situations. That's what Aaron Rodgers is going to do to help this defense out. No, he's not going to get interceptions or sacks, but he is going to give them some time to catch their breath, game plan a little bit more, wear out the opposing team, you know, you know, their defense, right? And make things put a little more pressure on the opposing team's offense to make mistakes versus this defense. So this is going to be a great matchup, and I think it's going to be a tough test for the Philadelphia Eagles to go into the Jets and win that game. And as a Cowboys fan, I want to make it as tough as possible on the Philadelphia Eagles. But this damn sure is going to be a game. It's got the afternoon slate on Fox. This is going to be a great matchup to watch. You want to see Philly's offense early in the season versus that Jet versus that Jets defense, and then vice versa. You want to see by week six, is Brees Hall ramped up? Is he going? Is he full speed? Versus Philly defense, which is a new look defense. It's the Philadelphia Bulldogs because they got all the Georgia defenders. Keely Ringo. Jalen Carter, uh, Davis, who didn't even play a lot last year, N'Kobe Dean, Nolan Smith. So it's going to be interesting to see that defense versus the Jets and sort of put the Jets to put the Jets to the test to see what that offense is looking like come week six. So really like this matchup, fifth best game of the season, according to this. Now, number four, oh yeah, Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers, week five. And I did a schedule release stream on Bleacher Report talking about the Cowboys schedule. And I'll be honest, this is a game that I penciled as a loss for Dallas. And that, that does not mean this is a game Dallas can't win. But this is one where it is a big test for Dallas, man. They have been you know, they've gotten punched in the mouth by San Francisco multiple years, right? Debo Samuel, the running game, Elijah Mitchell. This is a this is a prove it game for Dallas. I think going into this game, Dallas probably should be four now. 
going into this game. And then they've got San Francisco on the road and they turn right over, right back around right before they're by and they play the Chargers. So two back-to-back road games, San Francisco and the Chargers. And on that stream, I did predict that Dallas would lose both of those games. So give me uh, give me Dak Prescott. Give me CeeDee Lamb. Give me Michael Gallup. Give me Brandon Cooks. Give me Tony Pog. Give me that Dallas offense versus this incredible 49ers defense, and we all know the elephant in the room when it comes to San Francisco. Y'all know what it is, man. Y'all know what the elephant in the room is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's Trey Lance. It's Brock Purdy. It's Sam Darnold. It's what did Kyle Shenanigans say? They have three uh, all pro-ish or pro-bowlish franchise-like. That was the word. Franchise-like quarterbacks on their roster with Darnold. Trey Lance and Brock, just cut the shit. Cut the shenanigans. I mean, stop. Get, I, as I'm not even a San Francisco fan, and I'm just at the point, like, give this kid, just give him a shot, right? Damn, you, you spent three first-round picks to trade up for him. Instill some confidence going into the season for Trey Lance. Even if you think Brock Purdy is the guy, damn, at least, at least make it appear as though you want to get behind Trey Lance and, and at least give him a fair shake to see what he has on the field. And it just doesn't, it, it hasn't felt like that at all from Frisco. You can look at the commanders and they, they've got a fifth round quarterback in Sam Howe. And there we are, we are all in. We are going to see what we have with Sam Howe. A- Atlanta's not flirting with other quarterbacks or talking about Heineke being franchise like. Like for better or worse, they're rolling with Desmond Ritter. But then San Francisco right here still playing these games, right? Oh, we'll we'll see. You know, we we believe in Trey, but we also could be the best thrower of the foot. Stop. Stop with the Darnold stuff. Cut it out. Give Trey Lance the ball. Give him the confidence. Let let's see see what he has. Even if you want to put Brock back in, see what he has. So this would be a tough matchup for whoever the quarterback is because this Dallas defense is good. Drafted Mozzie Smith. You add Stephon Gilmore. You bring back the guys that you already had. And you got that beast, Micah Parsons. And I know y'all have been watching the training videos. He looks like an animal. So it's going to be a good game right here, week five of the season. Then in week 11, you get the Jets at the Bills. AFC East matchup. AFC East is a gauntlet this year. This is We talked about the NFC beast last year. It's looking like the AFC beast this year with Aaron Rodgers in that division with Josh Allen and company. Yeah, Jets going to Buffalo. It's going to be cold. Week 11, it's at November. I don't, I don't think it's snowing in Buffalo in November. So temperature's probably a little frigid, but that's what you get in, uh, you know, end of the season football between those two teams. Rodgers and the Bills, and I believe the Jets have like six primetime games this year. So a lot of pressure. People want to watch Aaron Rodgers in New York. So hopefully by week 11, things are clicking and you can see Rodgers and that offense go up against this Buffalo Bills offense led by Josh Allen. And I don't need to get, go into everything that they do offensively. It's just incredible. Then you've got the number two rated matchup right here and the number one matchup on the season. Week 17. My goodness, y'all. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Week 17. Chiefs. Bengals, man, uh, this is this is turning. I'm trying to think of um, 
a comparable like sports matchup this is turning into where it didn't matter what if you were a fan of the sport or not when those two teams fought when they when they when they faced off you were watching it i don't know in baseball would it be red sox yankees it's turning into turning into not there yet turning into is it red sox yankees is it um you know, Cleveland, Golden State, back when LeBron and Kyrie were going up against Curry and company. I don't I don't know. But it's turning into mu- literally must-see TV, Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. I mean, this is, yes. Yeah, Joe. Joe's saying, oh, baby. Patrick is saying must-see TV. Peyton and Brady. That's a good one. Jay Rich said uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady all, o- uh, all over again from anticipation. Yeah. I mean, it's... It, it's turning into that. And I don't know, Kanja, uh, I, I guess it's saying Barcelona versus Real Madrid. It's turning into that. But point is, this is going to be a great matchup, right? The Bengals and the Chiefs. And then since he's got to go to Kansas City, week 17, it's going to be interesting to see who's in that AFC East, uh, AFC division lead, conference lead, locked up that number one seed. Because remember in the past, y'all, just remember... Number one and number two seed used to get buys. Now it's only one seed. If you're the top seed, you get the buy going to the playoffs. Second seed doesn't get the buy. So this is one where I don't think, at least on May the 15th, right? We got a long, long damn way to go before December 31st. But at least six months prior to this game taking off, um, both of these teams should be playing their starters the whole time. You know, when you get to week 17, we're going to talk about the week 17 schedule in a minute. You're a little iffy. Uh, they're gonna play a whole game if they got this thing locked up. I don't want. I don't want them to sit my guys in week 17. We saw Derrick Henry not active on week 17. I don't know if Justin Fields was active or playing or not, but I know Lamar was hurt. No Derrick Henry week 17. Just brutal, right? Austin Eckler was there something going on with him week 17 last year. Um, but this is just gonna be incredible. Um, the uh, Defensive backs from the Chiefs are already talking shit about locking down Tyreek Hill, yada, yada, yada. But the Bengals have pretty much owned this matchup year over year, and, and you know, and, and they always end up meeting up in the playoffs. So you got Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. In my opinion, take fantasy out of it, the two best quarterbacks maybe in the NFL right now. Maybe the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. You can make Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, I don't want to be dismissive of those two, but Patrick Mahomes is there and Joe Burrow is right there. I mean, I, I don't think you can say Hurts and, or Josh Allen are head and shoulders above Joe Burrow. Those are the four best quarterbacks playing football right now. So that's going to be an absolute treat to see. And then you see it right here. Week 11, November 20th, ESPN, ABC. Looks like it's going to be the night game, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. So I'm assuming that's Monday Night Football. Is that Monday Night Football? But you get the Jalen Hurts-led Eagles going into Kansas City for a Super Bowl rematch versus the Chiefs. Points bonanza. I want them all. Give me all the players from all the games. I just want Eagles. I want Chiefs. This is going to be this is going to be an incredible matchup. Week eleven of the NFL season again. Kansas City getting Cincinnati at home, and they getting Philadelphia at home. And yeah, Jay Rich said it is Monday Night Football. Yeah, that that is. That that's going to be a damn good matchup. I'm I'm excited to see that one, and that very well could be a precursor to the next damn Super Bowl, Philadelphia and Kansas City. So that's sort of what they had as some of the top games this season. A couple of games that come to 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 the top of mind without looking. 
Um, we'll get to it because I think there are some matchups in Week 17 that may be deserving of that. We didn't see any, uh, didn't see any uh, Minnesota Vikings on the list. We didn't see any of the Bears. Didn't see any Bijan. But let's skip ahead to Week 17 and let me zoom in a little bit. Let me get this a little bigger. Let me make this a little bigger for the people with bad eyes because I got bad eyes. So let's let's make this a little bigger. And talk about week 17. And why we why week 17 is important is uh week 17, y'all. I mean, that's that's fantasy championship week. So let's just take a look ahead at the at the top matchups, or at least what we believe on May 15th to be the top matchups heading into that week. Because especially in those underdog drafts, you need to build around this week. You need to have some same game correlations, some same game stacks. Even if you can't stack, you need to be identifying the games in which there could be a lot of points scored in those matchups to build your seasonal leagues around, whether it's underdog, home redraft, any of that. You need to build for week 17. And like I said, plan when you're drafting like you're right. Like that, like you are right. The outcome is going to be this. If you think it's going to be Bailey Zappi, then damn it, draft Bailey Zappi late, right? Because you think that's going to be the guy. But let's pull it up right now and let's talk about week 17. And starting the thing off on Thursday night, December 28th, Jets and the Browns. Um, this is one where you've got some good players on both sides of the ball, right? You got Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, David Njoku. You got all these players. It's freaking Thursday night football, and it's the damn Browns going up against the Jets. This, ah, oh man, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This could be this could be low and nasty. It could just be low scoring, slow pace, nasty game. It's freaking Thursday, the last Thursday night football game of the season. I don't know who these two teams play in week 16 prior to this. Maybe y'all can tell. Can somebody tell me who the Jets and the Browns play before this one? But this is one we're looking at it. I don't want a game stack around this one. It could be grimy. It's gross. I'm with you, Jay Peters. No thank you um, for this one. Not, And I'm not saying, but just keep this in mind, right? If you're banking on Watson as your QB1, which I am in a league, Damn, I got to deal with this in week 17 with the Jets. So we'll see. A lot of things can change. Don't make any, don't go trade Watson. Don't go make wholesale moves. Just keep that in mind as you're building the rest of your week 17 stretch out. But on Saturday, you do get the Lions coming to Dallas at Jerry World. And I do believe that Detroit is the front runner to win the NFC North this year. Offensively, I think they're going to be incredible. Defensively, I think they're going to be a lot better team. Probably not complete. There's a long way to go. At one point, they were one of the worst defenses in the league. They improved it as they went throughout the season. But this should be a game where they're just points galore. Dallas, I, I do not believe that Dallas will have this division wrapped up come Week 17. And the Lions probably don't have the NFC North wrapped up come Week 17. Or even if they do, they probably need to play, right? So this is one where... You're looking at Goff and Dak and CeeDee Lamb and Amon Ross St. Brown. J-Mo will be back. Tony Pollard. Dallas will have found an RB2 by that point in time. This should be a great freaking game right here for fantasy purposes. Give me all the Cowboys, all the Lions. I love this game stack. I love that it's Saturday night. Primetime in Jerry's world should be a damn good game right here. And then we've got a Sunday. Let's go move up a little bit for the Sunday slate. Miami versus Baltimore. Y'all know what happened the last time, man. When these two teams faced off, what was it, the beginning of last year, the beginning of this past season, scoring, what, 40-something points? It was just ridiculous scoring in this one. Lamar's got his bag. He'll be there. Tua, 
We're going to speak it into existence. He will be there. Tyreek Hill, Waddle versus this new look Ravens defense, new look Ravens offense. There should be a lot of scoring in this one. So if uh, if you're a Dolphins fan or a Ravens fan or you have these guys in fantasy, think Lamar, think Tua, Ty- Tyreek Waddle, Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, maybe likely. Don't know who the tight end of the Dolphins will be. Devon A-Chain, Raheem Mostert. There should be a lot of points going down in Week 17, Miami at Baltimore. Then you get to this disgusting one right here. You got the Pats and the Bills, and you got the Pats going to Buffalo. <sighs> yeah, that's that's one that I would, <laughs> December 31st, I probably would not want to build around that game. Don't like it. It, it. I don't like it if it's Mac. I don't like it if it's Bailey Zappi. I don't like it. This is probably just going to be uh, Josh Allen ground game. I think the Bills are probably going to handle New England at home week 17. This is one that I would not want to build around. Yeah, Lindsey Mac, uh, I hear you. It's going to be ugly. Jeff said slaughter. Yeah, I'll pass. Pass on this one. Which one is the dome game? Which one is the dome game? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cowboys-Lions? Oh, yeah. We ain't got to worry about no bad weather out here. No bad weather. Yeah, ugly Christmas gift. But I think we get a sneaky good one here uh, versus the Falcons and the Bears. Yes, yes, Jay. Yes, Joe. Joe's like Ramondre, though. Ray, stop, stop. I saw you say Ramondre Jacobs earlier. Yes, the Rhino will have will feast in this one. He'll get all all his touches. And Patrick said the Damian Ayers revenge game. Get the hell out of here, Patrick. All right, Falcons Bears. I think this is a sneaky one. This is um, you know, at this point in the season, both of these teams very well could be very bad, right? They could be close to picking at the top of the draft, but you know, Bijan Robinson versus the Chicago defense, Justin Fields versus that Atlanta defense. So. This this is a sneaky one that I think, especially an underdog, you can game stack around this one because you can get, you know, if you want to take Bijan's going like one seven, one six, one five, some spots, but you can get Bijan Robinson and Kyle Pitts and Desmond Ritter, and maybe sometimes you can sneak in a Drake London. You can get all four of those guys while still acquiring Justin Fields, Roshan Johnson, or your running back of choice. You can get one of the pass catchers, whether that's Claypool, probably can't go London, and DJ Moore and something like that. You can get Cole Komet. So you can game stack this thing up, right? Whether it's underdog or your seasonal leagues, you need to be looking at week 17. You need to find the players that are going to push you over the top and score a bunch of points in this matchup. Yes, you need to score points to get there, but damn it, draft like you plan on being there. And if you plan on being there, Falcons-Bears could be a damn good matchup to score a lot of points. Uh, Titans-Texans. Um... You know, I, I wanna I just wanna hit the air horns and say hammer Derrick Henry, smash it, go, go king. The king always abuses the Houston Texans. Oh man, I, I just at this point of the season, if Will Levis is the quarterback, Tennessee, I saw Mike Clay put out his offensive line rankings. Um, as units, like for the NFL, all 32 teams, he put out like O-line rankings. He put out, uh, uh, I know he did wide receiver cores, wide receiver cores. Tennessee was at the bottom. Offensive line at the bottom, wide receiver core at the bottom of the league. This could be very bad. They, they could be awful. Ten- Tennessee could earn the number one overall pick. They very well could. 
Now, defensively with Simmons and some of the guys they have, I don't think that's probable. I don't think that's likely. But there is a chance in which and where Tennessee is just awful this year because they just don't have the the bodies, right? Derrick Henry can't do it all. Ryan Tannehill is competent, but he can't do it with Nick Westbrook, Akine, and Kyle Phillips, and uh, the, the Dexter McCluster, and Derrick Mason, and whoever else they have catching passes in Tennessee. So I, I'm just... We didn't have Henry last year in Week 17, and I think there's a real-world possibility he ain't there this Week 17, right? If Tennessee's out of it, like, what good is... Why does he want to go out there and get his body beat up, knowing that he's not going to be back in Tennessee? So this is one where having Derrick Henry in multiple leagues, especially an underdog, not I'm not I'm not panicking on it, but I'm just very aware and cognizant that come Week 17, Tennessee could be out of it, and Derrick Henry may not be there, right? May not be there. I do think it's good for Damian Pierce on that side of the ball. And if Tennessee's kind of out of it and they're throwing Levis out there and it's C.J. Stroud versus Will Levis, could be another sneaky scoring opportunity game where these teams are just playing no defense and Stroud's able to just carve them up. And we'll see, man. We'll see with this one. But initially, I'm just kind of like, I hope Derrick Henry's playing because I know that'd be good for all of us if Henry has played it playing. Rico said Henry could be traded by then. Yeah, yeah, could. It's just, you know, Chris Moore revenge game. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, Chris Lord, Chris Moore revenge game. Let's let's close, let's scroll down. Got some more games to get to, and I'm loving this, y'all. I'm loving this one. Raiders-Colts, same sort of philosophy and principle that I talked about in the previous game, right? Colts probably not doing a lot of damage this year inside of the AFC. So by week 17, A. Rich is in YOLO mode. He's played the whole damn season, and the Raiders' defense is pathetic. And the Raiders aren't winning the AFC West. They're not going to the playoffs. Josh McDaniels is on the hot seat. Jimmy Garoppolo's damn near a one-year quarterback. This could be bad for the Raiders. This could be very bad for the Raiders. Going on the road, week 17, could be the A-Rich freaking show. I think this is a sneaky, <laughs> sneaky smash spot for Anthony Richardson come week 17 to literally just run all over the Raiders, bombs away, Michael Pittman, Downs, Pierce, Woods, Jonathan Taylor, and then vice versa on the other side of the ball. If Josh Jacobs is still toting the rock like he was come week 17, he might carve up Indianapolis. This could just be a track meet at Lucas Oil Stadium between those two teams. Kind of like this one. And if you're playing an underdog, easy to game stack, easy to stack this game. A lot of correlation could be had with Richardson and Garoppolo, with Devontae Adams, with any of the pass catchers from Indianapolis. Can you go Adams and JT? Maybe at the turn if you wanted to do that, get you some Jonathan, uh, get you some Anthony Richardson. You could stack this one up. Week 17. If you've got some Anthony Richardson, I'd probably be pretty excited about this one, even if it's in Dynasty. I'm like, yes, A. Rich versus the Raiders. So when people say, you know, because you get a lot of people saying if you're a contender or you're a rebuilding team, do I want A. Rich if I'm a contender? Well, if he's already being valued as a top 10 quarterback in Dynasty and then he's got this matchup in year one, week 17, he could be the epitome and the definition of a league winner. So I do like this matchup between the Raiders and Colts on both sides of the ball for scoring opportunity. And then you got the Panthers and the Jaguars. Um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. You know, one, a couple of these games have to bust, right? Not every game is going to be a scoring bonanza. Bryce Young, T-Law, Panthers on the road, Jacksonville Week 17. Maybe they've got the AFC South wrapped up by them, but probably still playing all their young guys. 
Could see a little more Tank Bigsby in that one, keeping ETN fresh for the playoffs. Maybe they don't want to put T-Law in harm's way. But the Panthers, don't forget, the Panthers got a very good defense. So defensively, they had a lot of players hurt last year. This one could be, uh, I know some people probably think, oh, the high-scoring game. But these are, you know, Carolina's defenses, they've got legitimate pieces there. So this is one where don't, don't hate it. Also, don't love this one from a fantasy scoring perspective. Again, it's May 15th, y'all. It's May 15th. So I, I just want to continue to preface that today, and we'll kind of talk about that as we move forward. A. Rich over Fields, Kyler, Dak, and Watson. If you're looking at Week 17, I, I would... I still have Dak up there, but I don't think Kyler's going to play. We'll get to the uh, to the Arizona game in a minute. But, yeah, here we are. Uh, Jacobs and Ramondre aren't flashy, but they are really freaking good. Absolutely. And anybody who thinks otherwise is crazy. So I'm with you. And then David said, not sure how I feel about the Panthers game. Should be comfortable, but tight. Yeah, I, I don't think – I don't think – I think Jacksonville gets it done right now. But, um, yeah, I don't uh, – I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. So – Let's go to the Rams and the Giants. This is one I just, I don't want any, I, I don't want to stack this one. I want Giants, so I'm not going to stack this game because I don't want any of the damn Rams. I don't want any of them. None of them. I don't want Stafford. Maybe Cooper Cup. That's the only one that I really want. I really don't want Akers. I, I just, I could see a real world. Let me paint, let me paint y'all a story, y'all. Right now, when you look at the NFL, you, you look within the NFC West with the Cardinals and the Rams, and they're both on the screen uh, on top of one another. You look at these two teams and the directions in which it seems that their franchises are going. L.A. can talk all that. We, we're going to be back shit all they want. This team wants Caleb Williams. It's a good business move. There's so much money flowing in L.A. from an athletic standpoint right now. The, I know this is a different sport, but LeBron James, Bronny James Jr., committed to SC. He's going to SC. Y'all better go check out women's college basketball. Juju Watkins going to USC. Beast this fall. You got the Lakers and LeBron. And then now you've got Caleb Williams at you. I mean, there's a lot of shit flowing in L.A. right now from a sports perspective. And there'd be nothing better for this Rams team to, to draft Caleb Williams to be in a position to restart that franchise with Caleb Williams. I just, come week 17, I have no idea what this Rams team is going to look like. I can tell you what the Giants team should look like, right? Should be Saquon, Daniel Jones, Wondell Robinson's back, maybe Jalen Hyatt's in the offense, Darren Waller, Isaiah. I can tell you what that offense I can't, if we took a bet right now, wake up fam, over, under, over, under three and a half starts for Stetson Bennett in L.A. Over, under three and a half starts for Stetson Bennett in L.A. And not because Stetson Bennett is better than Matt Stafford, but can't you all just see the picture and read the narratives going into the season? Ah, Matthew Stafford, the back's, back's a little tight, elbow's a little sore. Next thing you know, he's out. Just doesn't even play. Just, just doesn't even, still wants to play, but... I could see a world in which the Rams just tank it all. Tank it all to get Caleb Williams. And I don't want any of them. I don't want a damn 2-2, Skoranek. This game is dirty. Giants should beat up on the Rams in this one. So really don't want to fool with L.A. too much in Week 17. I'm seeing over, over, over. Jimbo says under. I I'm telling you, I think they drafted Bennett because he's uh, – uh, old enough and veteran enough to learn the offense and just run it. That has nothing to do with what Stetson Bennett can or will be in the future in the NFL, which will be a backup. But if you're a team that's trying to stink it up, 
Well, you could sell, uh, he's a two-time na- national champion. He understands the game, yada, yada, yada. Rams want Caleb Williams. Let's see how they get it done. Then you got the Cardinals-Eagles, and this is the one, y'all, where I've... I go back and forth because Philly will stomp them. There's no doubt about it. But come week 17, Philly legitimately could have this division wrapped up. And what's the what's the game script? Sell me on the game script. Either they uh, they play all their starters and they just kick the ever-living shit out of the Cardinals all game and they score 50 points and they win 50-0. Or Jalen Hurts turns around, hands the ball off to different running backs, gets a couple of dump-offs. They get up by 28, and they coast it, right? They, they throw in the backup. They coast it. Arizona's clearly not trying to win, nor will they win. I just don't want my Hurts sitting in Week 17. And he didn't play in Week 17 last year either. That was the other guy that didn't play, damn Jalen Hurts. Now, he was injured, but this is one where I'm, I'm, I don't want to overthink it, but I'm also not underthinking it either, that they could legitimately just steamroll Arizona very quickly and if it's Clayton Toon throwing passes or whomever, Colton McCoy defensively, this is a game where they can get defensive touchdowns. So I'm just, I'm just a little worried about this one right here. Freaking Gainwell league winner from Dynasty Barry. Legit. It's Boston Scott, two touchdowns in this one. So Evan says pull the starters by halftime, 35-0 halftime. Toon will be the QB all season. I've been picking up Clayton too and everywhere because I think he's going to get an opportunity to start. And then if I can just get a startable quarterback, flip him. I'm with you, Jeff. I've been picking him up everywhere. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. This is one where, again, don't want to overthink it. It's Philly, y'all. They're going to they're beat the brakes off of Arizona, but it could be uh, very quickly and they get their guys out of there and they're not going to, and they'll just do what they did week 18 because the Giants and the Eagles play week 18. Philly's got the division wrapped up. They ain't playing week 18. Minus, minus one not expose. Jalen Hurts to unnecessary risk versus the freaking Cardinals. Now, get the Saints Bucks. Uh, no clue who's playing quarterback for Tampa Bay at this point. Is it Trask? Is it going to be Baker Mayfield? Does he sustain Rashad White? Is this a Sean Tucker game? Is Rashad White replaced? Is he banged up? Does Sean Tucker actually make the team? From the Saints' perspective, uh, NFC South matchup. They should win the NFC South, at least on paper. They are favored to win the NFC South. But this is a division game, and they probably need to have it. So you probably can count on all your Saints being there. Alvin Kamara back from a potential. He's not even been suspended, but if he is, he'll be back by week 17 as long as it's not a year suspension, which I don't anticipate it being. Um, You know, Godwin and Mike Evans versus Marshawn Lattimore. Just what we need in week 17. So if you have Mike Evans... Sad trombone for you because he won't be playing because you know what's going to happen. Either they'll get ejected or he's not going to do anything. So don't like that at all. Just from a historical standpoint, it just what it's what happens between those two teams. Must must watch matchup Lattimore versus an older Mike Evans. Let's have fun there. Then we got the battle of Frisco versus the Commanders, Brock Purdy versus Sam Howe, Trey Lance versus Sam Howe, Sam Darnold versus Sam Howe. Don't know who it's going to be, but it's a Christian McCaffrey game nonetheless. I love it. Chase Young clearly is not the same player he once was. The Commanders still have issues with their linebacking core. They improved their defensive back up, uh, group over the offseason, but this is Christian McCaffrey. So if you have CMC, love it. Love it, love it for Christian McCaffrey come week 17. We've got the Steelers in the Seahawks. Geno Smith, Kenny Pickett, Kenneth Walker, Najee Harris, or Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, Najee Harris. Uh, This is not 
good for Kenny Pickett. No bueno for Kenny Pickett because you got to deal with Tyreek Woolen. You got to deal with Bobby Wagner. You've got to deal with Devon Witherspoon, which they drafted. They've got a fantastic secondary. It is not the Legion of Boom, but it's pretty damn good. So this is one where your George Pickens and your Deontay Johnsons and your Friar Muse. This could be a this could be an old school grinder game between these two. It could be a lot of Najee, a little bit of Jalen Warren sprinkled in, a lot of uh, a lot of Charbonnet, a lot of Kenneth Walker, Jackson Smith and Jigba up against this defense, DK versus these guys. I think Seattle gets it done. This might be a little rough one for Kenny Pickett versus Seattle come week 17. Not good. Jay Rich said he low-key likes this game. Low-key likes the Steelers and the Seahawks. Yeah. Mike Evans got the bagel up for old Mike Evans. There we go. There we go. All right. We've got the Chargers and the Broncos. Broncos country. Let's ride week 17 versus the Chargers. This is another one. Sneaky good. You can stack the hell out of this game. You can get you some and and draft like you're right. Get you some Russell Wilson. Maybe late season Javonta Surge. Marvin Mims. Greg Dolchich on the other side of the ball. You know who it is, man. It's Justin Herbert, man. And they're not going to have the division wrapped up. So both of these teams, division game, week 17, they're going to go after it. They're going to play. Not worried about anybody sitting in this matchup. This is another one that could be sneaking good. Look, Denver towards the end of last season was clicking. Jerry Judy was balling. Russell Wilson looked a lot better. Uh, We just got to see what this... I'm just curious as to what, you know, a Sean Payton-led offense absent Drew Brees looks like. So it's going to be... The Broncos are just going to be fascinating all year because we all understand and respect the quality of coach that Sean Payton is. But I legitimately, I I know he was in Dallas at some point, but he really blew up and took off once he paired up with Drew Brees. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with those two games. We already talked about the Bengals and Chiefs. That is the the one, right? That is the one that everybody is going to try to build around. They want Kelsey. I want anybody. Give me Richie James. Give me MVA. I want all of them. Sky Moore. I don't give a damn. Give me all the Chiefs come week 17. Bengals, give me all the Bengals. All of them. Just give any anyone that's on the field. Boyd, all of them. Irv Smith, I'm in. All in. Great matchup right there. Then you get the Packers and the Vikings, the Sunday night game. Jordan Love versus Kirk Cousins. Again, this should be uh should be a good matchup. Justin Jefferson versus Jair Alexander. Is anybody nervous about Jets versus Alexander? I'm not. Jair did his thing versus Jets last year, grittying on him as he's knocking down passes. You got Jordan Love and Aaron Jones. That new look offense with all those young wide receivers. Who's it going to be? Reed Watson, uh, Romeo Dobbs. Is it going to be Kraft or Musgrave? Are the Packers going to turn away from Aaron Jones as they seemingly do every year down the stretch? They'll go weeks where he smashes and then they just don't give him the damn ball. Minnesota side, uh, Kirk Cousins is back. He survives again. Everyone's been trying to replace Kirk Cousins every damn year, and he's back again. Justin Jefferson doesn't look like or doesn't appear that Dalvin Cook will be the lead running back for him. Jordan Addison, this too. When you're just talking about games, potential, and it's not at Lambeau Field. This is an indoor game, indoor-outdoor. I know last year Jay Rich talked a lot about Justin Jefferson's splits, indoor versus outdoor. Outdoor, much different than indoor. So now you get you don't have to worry about the, the cold elements, whether it's Minnesota or Green Bay. This should be a good scoring game. I like this one on the Sunday night matchup. And just imagine having to sweat it out with Jordan Love as your super flex quarterback to win the fantasy championship. What 
a week 17. I think the NFL did a damn good job with this week 17 schedule. And as you're drafting for your seasonal leagues, as you're drafting for underdog and even dynasty to a certain degree, just take a look at the schedule. Don't go down everyone and make wholesale decisions based on who the teams are playing in that individual week, but just take a look at it. I think it's important. And again, remember, draft like you're right. Draft like you are right. Whether or not you have Murray or not, take a chance on Clayton Toon. Joe, I'm with you. People laughed at me. I'm picking them up off of waivers everywhere because I just personally do not believe that Kyler Murray is going to play for Arizona this year. I just don't think he is. I think they want him to get ready. And even if he can play, I don't think they want to put their franchise quarterback in harm's way or put the quarterback that they may put on the market for a trade in harm's way prematurely for absolutely no reason. When right now, according to the current Super Bowl odds, they hold the number one and number two overall pick. They do not want to fumble that bag in an excellent draft class. And I know everyone just talks about Caleb Williams and Drake May, but you got two good offensive tackles and Joe Alt and Olu Fashanu, Penn State and Notre Dame respectively in that draft class as well. You've got an outside linebacker, edge rusher and Dallas Turner out of Alabama. There are some high quality caliber players. And oh, not to mention a player that my friend Jordan Reed from ESPN comp to AJ Green and Marvin Harrison Jr. coming out at wide receiver as well. So there's a lot of benefit to losing those games, especially if you're already a bad team. So I don't think Arizona uh, wants to put Kyler Murray out there to jeopardize his health or their draft slot. But Week 17, NFL, y'all did a good job. I'm good with it. Y'all did a good job. Y'all did a good job. And I saw some people asking about where to put the trades at for the trade show tomorrow. Uh, those are only for my patrons, man. Destination Debbie patrons. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash all gas. $7 a month gets you access to the crew. Can get access to the trade channel. Put those in. And if not, I mean, just holler at me on the show, man. If we got some time, we can run through a couple of the y'all list. But I will be back on Wednesday. This morning, Scott Connor dropped a dope episode. Destination Dynasty. Check it out. Talking through Warp. Wins over replacement player. He and I were talking over the weekend. Love Warp. Love it. I still am struggling with how to make it actionable and how to make it sort of... Because you look at Warp and a, a lot of that, I'm going off onto a tangent, but a lot of it is just... You're, you know, reflecting on what the players did the past season. I want to find a way to, for it to be a little more applicable moving into the next. And Scott was telling me there's a way to do it, and it's around roster construction. So if you have yet to tap into that, it's on the DD feed right now. Go check that out. Jay Rich, I hope you're enjoying Raleigh, North Carolina. Jay Rich said he had to come to the States. He had to see what it's all about over here in America. So he's in North Carolina having some fun this week. But don't trip. I'll be back on Wednesday. Trades, trades, trades on Wednesday. Get your trades in. We're going to talk through all those. Hopefully, I'll have my brother from another mother, D-Bro from Fantasy Pros, join me. But I appreciate y'all tapping in. Have a great freaking Monday. Make this week fantastic. Make it great. Be awesome. Go Lakers, baby. NBA champs. 2023. We're going to make it happen. Love y'all. See y'all on Wednesday. I'm out. Peace. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Devi. Really appreciate every single view that we get. 
And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me in the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed, where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's All Gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.